Now, I'm going to give you all a little bit of trivia here. <clears throat> what book of the Bible is known as the Little Bible? Isaiah. How come? There's 66 chapters in Isaiah. It's the Little Bible within itself. The birth of Christ is in it. Salvation's in it. The, res the crucified, resurrection body of Jesus is in it. All these little things that we need. So there's a little bit of Bible trivia for you. Isaiah chapter number 65, we'll be, we'll, we'll be turning to <clears throat> chapter 65, and then we'll be looking in verse number, at one verse, which is verse number 25, and today we're going to learn to fight like a lamb. <clears throat> Amen? You ever say, well, well, preacher, lamb, they ain't too smart. A lamb is kind of feeble in their ways. A lamb... It's not, it has to be led. A lamb has to be led. It's got to have somebody to feed them. That was me one day. I needed feeding. A lamb needs somebody to give it some water. The Word of God. Amen. Oh, that's getting me excited right there. <clears throat> a lamb, a lamb if, you know, if he ain't steered right, a lamb will walk the same path Every single trip, he'll walk that same path. Keep going round and round. If he ain't got somebody to nurture him and lead him along, you know what else will happen? That lamb will start there and see things happen in that path. If he keeps walking in that stuff that happens, he'll get sick. That's why there's a shepherd to help that lamb along and keep him out of that same path and to lead him. Where there's good clean water, the good word of God, amen. Give them good food, that heavenly manna, amen. Y'all see where I'm going here with this. But, some, but see, if you say, preacher, I've never seen a lamb fight. I've seen deer in the woods. I've seen two doe deer hook up and fight over 200 pounds of corn. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I've seen two crows team up on one red-tailed hawk and kill him. Sure did. People say it all the time, but I ain't never seen two lambs fight. Well, see, you got to get down on all fours and get on that same eye level as that lamb. Put yourself in lamb mode. If there is a thing, which there is. You just got to get to thinking like you're a lamb. And then you'll hear these words from Isaiah chapter number 65, verse 25. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. Oh my. And the lion shall eat straw like the bullock. Can you imagine a lion, which is known as the king of the jungle, out there eating a big old pile of hay and grass like a cow? <clears throat> and the dust shall be the serpent's meat. Uh. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, saith the Lord. Father, 
We ask you now to help us, Lord, to gird up and fight like a bunch of lambs. Help us, Lord, just to, to, to go into the battle just as a sheep, Lord, that needs to be led. And Lord, help us to concentrate solely on you, Lord. And Father, what we'll do is give you the praise, we'll give you the honor, we'll give you the glory for everything that's done and everything that's said here today. Thank you, Lord, for that good group of kids that we got this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the teachers that are back there giving of their time and their talent, Lord. Father, we thank you for them as well. But Lord, we just want you to know that one thing, our Operation 1000 is coming up next week, in the, the end of next week. And Lord, we're not doing this for ourselves. We're doing this for the lost community of Danville, Virginia, Pennsylvania County. Lord, we're doing this to go out there and have an outreach to where we can reach those poor lost and, and deserted souls that have no hope where we can take a little bit of hope to them, Lord. Father, won't you know that we love you? And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. And God's people say, Amen. In the world that we live, there is a fight going on in the streets and the highways and the hedges of our town and our county. And everywhere that we look, there is a battle that's going on. And I'm telling you today, church, that simply the way that we need to fight it, we need to rise up and we need to fight it one way, just like a whole big flock of lambs. Sounds contrary, doesn't it? We thinking about grabbing sticks, pistols, knives. Oh my, did I say that? And, and even worse, and going out there and fighting with them. No, what we need to do is get out there and fight just like a group of lambs. Lambs, look church, we can fight. Now, in the Bible, we know that lambs are not intelligent animals. We learned that in several different places that lambs need help. Well, I'm going to be honest with y'all. August of 1999, this old lamb right here weren't nothing but a glorified goat. He needed help. And the help that I got was from the master. I went to the head farmer. And He helped me and saved my wretched soul. And let me tell you, when you read this verse of Scripture here and you'll see the wolf and the lamb feeding together, tells me that the fight's over. The, hey, battle's won. Jesus is the conqueror. He says it at the end of it. He said, there ain't going to be no harm in my holy mountain. What a blessing that is. What a blessing it is. What we need today is one, just one group of lambs. That one flock of lambs that will rise up and simply follow the champion lamb. Jesus Christ is that champion lamb. He was bruised for our transgressions, the Bible says, but bless God, He rose victorious. Look, they thought, they thought that they had Him dead when that Roman soldier thrust that spear right into His side. They thought then, we got Him finally. Hey, it's over with. What they don't remember, that Roman soldier and all that bunch of heathens standing there, they didn't remember that Jesus had already won it. Remember what Jesus said before they thrust that spear into his side? It is finished! 
That's when the battle, hey, look, he was victorious. And he fought it. He fought that battle, took on the whole world's sins, every man's sin, past, present, future, he took on himself just as one thing, a lamb. Look, he was God. He could have said at any time during that process, I don't need to do this. He did it for me. He knew that in 1999 I needed a Savior. He knew that I needed saving. Amen. Amen. Look, I don't know the dates of many of y'all in here, but I can tell you this. You can put yourself right in that same place, bless God. Hey, when the day that Brother Sammy got saved, look, he, let me tell you something. He needed a Savior. Look, Brother Sammy, you're a little bit older than me, brother, but I know that you weren't around back when Jesus hung on that cross. He did it for Brother Sammy. Go around the room, all the, everybody in here. Jesus died for you. But He did it just like a lamb. I see, I see Jesus when I study the Scripture conquering the world and He done it by Himself at that time. Now think about this when I see, when I read the Scripture. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to start to study and we're going to walk through the book of the Revelation. And we're going to see that one, one little lamb is going to destroy this old world that we live in. And that one champion is going to give all of us a new earth. He's going to give us a new body. And we're going to glorify Him. Amen. You can say it right there. What a blessing, church, to know that we're going to be one day seeing a lamb face to face. The songwriter wrote the song. Face to face with Christ my Savior. Face to face, what will it be? Think about that right there. What will it be? I have, Look, I know that I'll be seeing the streets when I pray, but my face will be flat on the ground saying, I ain't worthy to look at the Lamb. Amen? Look, we cry out, Holy, holy is the Lamb. Hmm. How good it gets. Just like another help in the gravy. Mm. He does it. And the reason the Lord Jesus, how He conquers it, the Lord Jesus conquers it with love. He also now has got some wrath in there. But He loves. And this is why I wanted to preach to you on five little points on why to fight like a lamb. Number one, when you fight like a lamb, you have compassion. You've heard me quote this verse of Scripture many times in Jude 22. And of some have compassion, making a difference. That's how Jesus fights the difference and fights the battle. He makes a difference in people's lives. Because of one thing, compassion. Church, when was the last time you had compassion out there on the street when you seed somebody? Look, we missed a golden opportunity the other night, like Brother Larry said, over there at, at, the, uh, at the, the cookout. All of us were caught in a state of shock by the dress of that girl. We should have went up and handed her a gospel tract. Church, we'll be judged on that if we would have, should have. Amen. We missed that opportunity. But the thing about it is, the church, we've got the answer. His name's Jesus. Going up there and telling her she looks like yesterday's used whore ain't going to help her. 
What you need to do is come up to her and give her a gospel track and tell her Jesus loves you. Amen. 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 Let me say this this evening. Or yeah, I don't know what time it is, morning, whatever. Let me go ahead and get clear to air. Yeah, we're going, we missed the opportunity. Yes, yeah, right. But somewhere there's parents, bless God, is going to be judged on the same thing that young and had on. Amen. Amen. Mm, it's pitiful. We need to have compassion. See, here's why we need to have compassion. I'm lost. When I was, I was lost. Now I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all something. I gave the devil competition. Amen? And the reason for it is when I say that I was lost, glory to God, I was far from God. Amen? But let me tell you something. All one day, a great big old tall man named George Potter, I went to church. And I'm talking about he's tall. He was about the height of, of Brother Larry. Maybe a little taller. Lanky walked up to me and smiled. Thank you for coming to Sunday school. And he he put his hand on my shoulder and led me and Cheryl to two chairs where we could sit in side by side. He said, put your Bibles here. And I got coffee and donuts over here before class starts. I was like, Wow. One by one, people come in there. Saw us, didn't know us from Adam's house, cat. And then they come up there and started shaking our hands. That's why I'm so big on people that we need to be friendly to everybody. Because it makes a difference. And that's where I got, right there is where it all started. The next Sunday morning, that was on uh, their, their family and friends day, and it was Palm Sunday. The next Sunday, of course, was Easter. Sheryl uh, went to the church. They were going. I told her, I said, I got to go back. I went to, I go to sleep, lay my head down there and get my beauty sleep. All of a sudden, I start dreaming, and it was that church I was seeing, and that great big man with his hand extended, shaking my hand. That's all I could see. And I'm like, glory to God. And when I got in church, out in, in the preaching, and, and I said, I told her, I said, this is where I got to be. And I was like, man, it started making a difference. One thing led to the next. Next thing you know, I didn't know that God had a plan. What He was doing, He was in there tillering, plowing. That old stinking ground that I was that was in me. He was tilling and plowing, and all this stuff was kept boiling up. It rotten and it stunk. And all of a sudden, he started stringing seed and started watering. And next thing you know, there was a fruit. He got me saved. What a blessing it was. That's what compassion. I'll never forget that right hand of Christian fellowship to a lost person like I was. He didn't know I was lost. He didn't care if I was lost. What he cared about, he was happy that I was in that Sunday school class. And it was named the class of the open door. Man, I can still think about it today and just say to myself how good and gooder it kept getting over the years. And I think about it now and it's still sweet. Amen? When you fight like a lamb, see, when you fight like a lamb, you got to have strength. Ain't that something? you got to have some strength. Mm. Philippians 4.13, we just learned it. I can do all things through Christ 
that does what? Which strengtheneth me. Man, ain't that good? But, preacher, you just contradicted yourself. You said a lamb was weak and humble. And you're saying the lamb is strong? I'm saying that a lamb is strong when he fights. Because of the fact you can do all through the lamb. See, when you fight like a lamb, you're fighting the same way that the lamb Jesus Christ did. You're fighting with strength. You're fighting with compassion. And you, let me tell you, a long time ago, I went out there and I, I, I made a big mistake. I made well, up there in the hunting club. I shot a deer across the mainline canal. That was the first mistake. 25 foot wide, 14 foot deep. And it's January. Oh, not January, November. I had to swim that canal. Got to do, I, I went ahead and I, I, I did. I swam the canal. But there was one thing when I got over there that I wasn't prepared for where that, uh, that aggravating deer was laying. He was laying in them old red cat claw briars. Yeah. And me nothing with a pair of socks on. So I grabbed him in there, got cut all the drug. Then I got him back to the water and had to swim back to the other side with a rope. I was about blue. Two weeks later, nobody understood why I had pneumonia. Church. See, that ain't fighting. That's fighting with your head. Making a dumb mistake. When you fight like a lamb, you find that strength that you draw comes from the Word. Amen? It comes from the Word of God. It comes from... Sometimes you just got to fight so hard that you say, you know something? I'm going to fight like a lamb tonight. I'm going to take it to the Lord in prayer. That's Hey, look, let me tell you something. The biggest fight of your life can be fought and won when you're down on your knees. Amen? Let me tell you, just get down here and just take it to the Lord. But let me, when you lay it out, please leave it there. Church, don't gather it up. Let me gather all this stuff up and carry it back. And this is what you're doing. You're dragging it all the way back to your chair. When you, when you drug it all the way down here, just leave it right down here at the altar. Leave it at your prayer closet. Take it in there and just leave it. But when you do that, you know what you just done? You're strong. You just drew, you just drew strength. How did you draw strength? Because you connected with the Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's what it is. Remember back in the days when the old AM radio stations was on? I remember it clear as a bell riding into Wilmington with my parents and my granddad. My granddad was a little old man. He was shorter than me. Y'all can say amen. I bet he didn't weigh a hundred pounds. He had in a Chevrolet Caprice classic. The steering wheel on that car was probably four foot across. I remember he made us ride in the back. I couldn't even see his head by the seat rest. Him riding down the road. And grandma would have her hand like this, that left hand on the knob. And I can remember WKLM in Wilmington. In the morning time, and when they signed off about 7 o'clock at night, they, had to, they played that same song, Turn Your Radio On, and listen to the music play. And the closer you got to Wilmington, the more she would adjust. 
And the further you got away from Wilmington, the more she would adjust. But while you were riding around in the town of Wilmington, it was clear as a bell. Sometimes that's us. We're not tuned in to God. And the way that we get tuned in to God is by, and we want to get the strength that He has, you just need to get to Him in prayer and pray. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. Amen. Maybe we just need to just stop what we're doing and just take it to the Lord in prayer. Number three, when you fight like a lamb, you'll have a desire. You got a desire to fight. See, you got compassion, you got the strength. Now that you got the compassion, you got the strength. Hey, it's time now we got to have a little bit of desire. A little bit of, of do let's go. What's the Bible say about that? I'm glad you asked. Psalms 37.4 Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Mm. See, when you're in this battle, getting ready to fight like a lamb... See, you got to have that desire and knowing that the Lord's going to give you that desire. Amen? We read in the stories in the Bible where, where different men of God over the years have fell asleep. And while they were sleeping, they went into the camp and just killed all the enemy. Amen? Think about this for a second. They were sleeping. I read stories in the Bible where all these men of, of valor showed up. And God said, wait a minute. Tell them, you don't need this many. Send, send this crowd here home. Then the Lord come back and told him and, and, and said, hey, you still got too many. Send this many home. Tens of thousands of men is what they had there to take on this battle. And in the end, they had 350-some men ready to fight. He says, Lord, we're over. We don't have enough. And the Lord said, oh yeah, you'll win the battle. And they went to battle. No problem at all. I want you to think about another one. Let me tell you something. A little old teenager. A little old ruddy teen. He tells him out there, he said, look. He says, I'll fight the Philistine. He says, I'll fight him. He comes up to him and he says, who are you? He says, don't worry about who I am because I come in the name of the Lord. And with a slingshot and one rock, even though he had five from the uh, smooth stones from the brook, he took one and what did he do? He put that Philistine on the ground when that one rock went into his forehead. Amen. That's what, look, when you get in there and you have a desire to get into the battle and when you have the desire to go in there and say, hey, I can do it in the name of the Lord. They See, that was the difference. All the rest of that crowd came on their own. But David said, look, I come in the name of the Lord. And the battle was over. He laid that Philistine to rest. And we all know what happened thereafter. Cut his head off with his own sword and carried it back. Now think about this for a second. Number one, there weren't no sign of compassion, but there was in that story of David. Because David, he put his faith and trust in God because he says, I come in the name of the Lord. There was compassion. But also there was strength because he says, I come unto you in the name of the Lord. And so there was strength there because of the fact he knew that God was going to do it. And the desire was to fight the battle for all his friends. He knew those people. There was a desire. 
When was the last time that you had a desire like that to go into the battle and say, hey, you're at the age, you're a young person, you can whip me. You probably could. But let me say this. I come in the name of the Lord. That guy chased me with the weed eater that day. I told him I was knocking on doors, giving out gospel tracts. He chased me with that weed eater. And I told him real quick. I said, cuz, you're not going to be able to get close to me. And I'm not running because I graduated high school. Last time I ran was because I had to to pass my grade. I said, now that I'm out of school, cuz, I ain't running. He stood there and he kind of, rrr, rrr, weed first of all, I didn't have much of a problem because it was a pooling weedy. So likelihood of it staying running probably weren't that good. But anyway, he could have grabbed it and hit me and throwed it at me. He started coming to me that weedy and I told him, I said, look, I ain't coming for fighting or nothing. I said, I'll leave. So I started walking out the driveway. He got about from, about from here to Sister Sandra from me and tripped and failed. That was God. That old boy come up there that day with that pit bull knocking on door. See, I had a desire. I had strength. I didn't even know that I had the strength that I had. But I knocked on that door and he come up there and I told him who I was. And he says, one of you religious holy rollers. And I said, no, I'm not a religious holy roller. I said, I'm just, I love the Lord Jesus Christ. I know what he's done for me. I said, I'd like to invite you to church. And I said, do you know if you died right now, would you go to heaven or hell? He says, my question is, can you run from a pit bull? I said, well, first, I don't see no pit bull. And he looked at me and he says, guy come around the trailer says, see, there he is. And I said, okay. I said, look, I ain't come to be mean. Just knocking on doors. Tell you what I'll do, I'll leave. He said, you better run. I said, no, I ain't running. And I went through and just told, I told him the same thing. I said, look, I ran when I, was, when I graduated high school in, 80, in 1983. They told me I had to to pass my grade. I did. I said, I ain't running now. I said, I'll walk on out the driveway. He looked at me and he said, well, you better run fast because he's unclipping. I looked at him and I held up a Holman New Testament Bible. And I said, the Word of God says that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I said, it's good enough for me. I slipped that back in my hip pocket and I turned and started walking out the driveway and he said, sicky. And I said, well, I hope I taste like a crab apple instead of a pork chop. And I reached my hand in my pocket. Normally I had my pocket knife. I didn't even have my pocket knife. I left it at home and I said, oh my, what am I going to do? And I said, the only thing I can think of, I said, I'm just going to keep walking. And I said, Lord, I said, I'm not doing this for myself. Out here doing this for you. The old dog ran up about from here to Brother Harry there and just froze right in the driveway. And that man was hollering at the top of his lungs, said, get him, boy, get him. You stupid dog, get him. All the while, I just kept, I didn't turn around because I didn't want to be like the ones that turned into a pillar of salt. I said, you ain't getting me. I'm going to keep on walking. And that's exactly what I did. But see, the thing of it is, though, church, I had the strength in me and didn't know that I even had it because of the fact that I just thought myself, I'm out here in the world knocking on doors. But God said, I got you. I got you. Man, how good it is to know that when we don't even think in our minds or in our hearts that God's nowhere near. He's right there beside of us the whole way. Amen. Mm. Number four. Sometimes. 
when you fight like a lamb. You know you are going to win. You got to know that when you go into the fight, that you're going to win. See, that's where I was weak when I went up against that pit bull. Then I said to myself, Thy word is sharper than a two-edged sword. It came to my mind and I used it with them, them two guys. And it worked on that dog. But see, here's the thing, church. Sometimes you got to believe. You got to believe that you're going to win. You got to believe it. It's simple to sit there. I'm a loser. I'll give myself a salute. I'm it. I'm done. I'm not going to win. It's not going to happen. This is going to flop. Yeah. You're exactly right. Bad idea, preacher. Yep. Sure. But I'll tell y'all what. I'll fail. Failing forward than backwards any day of the week. Amen. Sometimes, church, look, an idea will flop. And, but you move forward for Christ because, look, if you didn't try it, guess what? Bless God, you don't even know. Amen. So it's better if, you know, like Pastor Chris Wataco preached that message. I never forgot the title. When you fail, fail forward. And I listened to that message and it encouraged me because of the fact everything about it was, look, was moving forward for Christ. Sin gets in your life like Brother Larry demonstrated. One little step at a time. Next thing you know, it becomes a walk. And bless God, it takes off running in your life. Amen. Sometimes you just need to commit it to the Lord Jesus Christ. And see, I know that I'm going to win. And I know because I've got the Lord on my side. And the Bible tells me in Romans 8.31, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Church! Nobody can rise up against us when we go with God. Amen. Amen? That's why sometimes you simply, you got to fight like a lamb. Last, point number five. When you fight like a lamb, oh my, when you fight like a lamb, you know you can win, you know you got a desire. You know you got the compassion. You know you got the strength. You conquer. You conquer just like Jesus. John 16, 33. This is the one you get out your pencils and highlighters and you highlight this and underline it in your Bible because glory to God, it's sweet as any honey from the comb. It's better than the manna that falls from heaven because it's thy word. Look at John 16, 33. It's written in red. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. He's sitting there. He's the one that's spoken and He said these words. He said, these things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. Oh, I can pillow my head and go to sleep faster than probably anybody in the Pennsylvania County because I got peace. But think about this for a second. In the world, you shall have tribulation. 
The word tribulation means that in the world we're going to have some trouble. But he tells us, ah, don't worry about the trouble. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. <laughs> Woo! Sweet Jesus has overcome the world. I can be a conqueror just like him if I just go through him and use him as the source of power that he is. Sometimes, church, listen to me. You got to simply, you got to fight just like a lamb. The Lamb of God. This fight that I keep mentioning, it's the battles of the world. We mentioned already about that young girl with her dress. The men walking around town thinking they oh so cool with their pants pulled down. All of us looking at their underwear, how stupid they are. Then you got, then you got TV. Then you got radio. And I ain't understood this. Now, there's a bunch of people out there that think they go to the gas station and everybody wants to hear. Every time I hear that, I want to just go to the truck and see who's trying to get in the passenger side. Dumbest thing I ever heard of in my life. But so I, and I don't, I'll be honest, I don't want to hear that. They think it's cool, man. Yeah. You got radio, you got TV. What else have we got? Well, everything in the world's rising up against us. You can't go in a restaurant without somebody sitting over there cussing like a Russian sailor. Amen? Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that. I go in a restaurant and I just want to hear the conversation with the people I'm with. I don't care about the rest of the people in there. What their conversations are is what their conversations are. I'm worried about my food. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I'm not there to worry about what Brother Sammy's ordered. Brother Sammy ordered what he ordered. I'm there worried about Ray's food and how it's going to come prepared and what it's going to taste like. <laughs> but, <laughs> easy back there. <laughs> but the thing about it is, is this church. Think, now think about this for a second. If we go into the battle... And we're worried about what's going on on the other side. That's the wrong way to move the attack. General Norman Schwarzkopf, y'all know him, used military tactics because he was old school military. During Desert Storm, he radioed in against the great tanks and all this stuff here of the Iranian people. He says, look here, Commander-in-Chief, we have in our sights that National Guard team, remember what they were over there. He said, they're in our sights and they are retreating. We are prepared at this point to take them out and completely eliminate Baghdad City. The president at that time said, stop. Had, had, had they allowed him to go on, we wouldn't be doing police work over there now. 
You're saying, well, preacher, what does that have to do with it? General Schwartz called fault by his team. He used his team, his people, his trained personnel to move forward through that desert and exactly what they did. They came, they sought, they destroyed and were prepared to win and were told, hold, stop. Let's go back into the early 80s, late 70s. Oliver North. I met the man in Ainer, South Carolina buying firecrackers at one of my customers on a Friday. <clears throat> I'm standing here and I'm like, Wait a minute. And I told Herb, I said, Herb, that's a legend. He looked at me and he says, Ray, come on. No, it's not. I said, yes, it is. That's Oliver North. I said, wait till he turns around. He turned around, face on, and I walked up to him. I said, you're Oliver North. And he said, yes, I am. And I said, sure wish America would have listened to you. We wouldn't have had a problem with old Bin Laden if everybody would have listened. Oh, you're crazy, Bin Laden. No, he's no issue. You're crazy, you're crazy. And finally throwed him out of the government. Whatever they did to him, let me tell you, he knew. He had the answer. He said, annihilate him while you got the chance. And look what happened all these years later. Sometimes, church, when you fight, fight like a lamb. What are you telling like this? Well, son, have you ever had that sweet, still voice speak to you? Have you ever had that voice saying, go, go, go? Have you ever had that voice telling you, hold up, there's danger? Have you ever been just stalled in traffic and then when you get there, that could have been you? And you think to yourself, thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something, church. He cares. Does Jesus care? You better believe he does. So in closing, I want you just want y'all to think about something. There's a song, Does Jesus Care? But the chorus goes, I know he cares. He loves you. And I'm here today to tell you, church, it's okay. For all you men, all you women is here. To just clench your fists and say, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to fight just like a lamb. And go into the battle, prayed up, studied up, and ready to go forward for Jesus. Just go forward. Saying, Lord, I don't know how to do this, but bless God, you do. All wisdom, the beginning of wisdom, it comes from the Lord. Amen? I, I just, we just need to simply just say, hey, look, I don't know how to do this. I'm willing if you'll go before me and show me how. Clean you up and say, okay, I'm ready to go. And just go into the battle with Bible in hand and simply just stand there and fight your battle 
just like a lamb. Everybody stand. Every head bowed, every eye closed.